0: They are just rough drafts, a glimpse of what is to come because God is still at work, writing plot twists, introducing new characters, and bringing good even from the most challenging circumstances. Join us as we see what God is up to in our stories. Here's your host, Matthew Hyatt.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on The Backstory. I'm your host, Matthew Hyatt, and we have made it to two episodes now. That's double the number we had. Just a few days ago. It's a Christmas miracle. Thank you for being (laughs) with us today. Uh, And I hope that if you do enjoy this show and our time together, you'll do us a favor and share it with a friend and tell somebody else about it. I believe that our stories bring us together. Uh, Philip Pullman said one time after nourishment, shelter, and companionship, stories are the thing we need most in this world. And one of my favorite childhood memories is uh, going to my grandparents' house in East Tennessee and just hearing the stories of life on the railroad and building the house. And I think. Church is a place where we need to hear our God stories. So today we have a really special guest who's going to share some of her stories. I have no clue what she's going to say. She has no clue what she's going to say. So you, me, and God, no, God won't be surprised, but the rest of us, I think, will be. Our guest today loves God and his word. In fact, just yesterday I saw her in the county jail uh, teaching a group of young ladies uh, the gospel, and I know that uh, she's taught a lot of people in her years. Uh, Today's guest is Miss Peggy Dunnigan. So, Peggy, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank. Do, you. Do you really mean that or are you yeah, really well, little of both <laughs> okay let's let's just tell the truth. We've gotta be honest in here, right uh, So you and I didn't really talk about what we're gonna talk about, right? No, um, in fact, just before the show started, you said, "What are we doing again? I probably need a script. Oh no, <laughs> no, there's no fun in that. <laughs> there might be so peggy my my question is, uh, what's your God story? Oh my word. Um, uh,
2: I I have <laughs> this may sound crazy. I have so many things that's happened in my life, uh, that when I look back on them, nothing, nothing had anything really to do with it except God. The only thing is I didn't see it at the time. I spent a lot of years um uh, doing things that didn't have anything to do with spiritual things not not like i grew up knowing i should have been but i've noticed from time to time that god would nudge me and i'm saying god nudged me somebody may not believe that but i've always believed that god would nudge me back in my path um the first thing wonderful thing that he did for me was give me my to my mama uh i didn't really realize that Things like that happened until I read the Bible and saw where God said, well, you know, uh, I've already planned this child's life, and you're getting him. I know his name and all that stuff. I didn't know that he gave me to my mama. Pretty good mama. She was was amazing. And the person I am today, if I hadn't had her in my life, I I was a little uh, rebellious growing up and uh, a mama that tried to keep us on the straight and narrow and a daddy that would have killed us if we hadn't have been you know it's <laughs> a good combination <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that on radio it's okay <laughs> but the statute of limitations has expired uh, yeah that. probably has but um through the, and when i was younger i had a tendency cuz we grew up hard and i had a tendency to feel sorry for myself which thank god i grew out of that and um, she would kind. Of, my mom would say, now, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of people in worse shape than we are. And I thought, yeah, show them to me yeah. because everybody that lived around me, uh, you know, Dennis and his mom and dad, they were a whole lot were more well off than we were. So I just thought I was being picked on. So I didn't have too good an attitude, but the older I got, the more I could see the glass half full. And it stuck with me, and what she would say stuck with me. So now, when things happen to me, I think it could have been worse. Uh, Like when I got the cancer diagnosis, I wasn't happy about it. But, you know, the first thought I had was, this could have happened 20 years ago. Thank God it didn't. Uh, I'm at a point now where uh, I'm not in a hurry to go home just to, to i mean i don't know if i should say that like that but i think most people if they'll tell the truth are not in a big hurry but uh if i do if i do yeah you know
1: yeah i don't think you're being flippant about your life no, that you're depressed but no that's paul and philippians right uh, yes you know, yes to stay or to go i'm in a straight betwixt the yes. two to yes. use the king james but yes. uh, to stay is is harder but it's good for people around us because we like you. We're not done with yeah. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, how has this cancer journey been? <laughs> it's very. Uh, uh, after I lost Larry, um,
2: everything has kind of been real quiet, you know, except when I had COVID. Um, uh, and, and it's just really—I've uh, never in my life had to have a calendar where. Every day had to be marked off, you know, you go here at 10 and here at 12 or whatever. And that's just pretty bit, you know, mind-blowing. And then it just seems like different things have kind of got in my way and all this. But the cancer thing, and I probably shouldn't say this, uh, so far has not been a big deal. I know it's a big deal, but my journey in it hasn't been. I'm so glad. I, You know, and and I'm almost, every time I say it, I'm almost scared to say it because I'm sure there's somebody out there that is just, just found out about it and can't even get up off the floor there. So I don't know why I didn't do it that way. I'm thinking that the Lord's holding me up and someday I may fall on the floor and not get up for a few days, but it's just been, the word I would think was easier not a lot of pain, not a lot of problems so far. And I feel like that's his doing. Yeah. People may tell me I'm living in la-la land, but I like that la-la land. <laughs>
1: well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You said that this cancer has been easier than you thought. Yeah. But when you lost your husband, uh, we talked about how it was harder than we thought.
2: Yeah. I have tried... We lost our son when he was just 29, uh, and I really thought that that would get me closer to losing my mind than anything ever happened. I never did blame the Lord because I don't think the Lord had anything to do with it. I'm, I do know he could have stopped it if he wanted to. Right? Uh, didn't choose to, right. and that's not my business. I don't know why. I am sure there was a reason uh, but his little boy that he had that they had were pregnant with has been one of the joys of our all of our life. He's not a little boy anymore. he's a paramedic, but he's he has got the most precious soul uh, uh, just loves everybody no matter what you do, he doesn't seem to find fault with anybody. so we got him, you know and then uh. Then come along and to me, whenever our son was killed, the blessing well, I wouldn't know the just blessing. The good thing that I found that I searched for out of that was it was fast. He didn't have to linger in the hospital for years with something wrong. It was just apparently he was gone by the time the helicopter came, picked him up. He had an auto he had a motorcycle accident. So that was quick. That's a blessing. I, I think that if you're gonna be in something like that, you're not gonna be all mangled up and I know there's people that have to deal with things like that.
1: But so, you know, it's it's so easy when we face stuff to try to compare it to other people's stuff. Even yeah. when your mom said they can yeah. people worse. Yeah. Well okay, maybe that's a little bit helpful, but most of the yeah. time it's not. It's not. And,
2: but I always had to always need to find a blessing in things that happen just for me, I guess, Uh, there's a need in me to uh, find something good, it may sound weird, and and spiritual in things that happen to me, to to make me see and, and make me understand that the Lord was there when this happened, and the Lord is taking care of it, and I need to get over it, you
1: know. Do you have another example of a time that's happened in your life?
2: Yeah, when when my husband passed away, he he was not in pain, but about really bad pain, but a couple of days, and that was it. Uh, That was quick, in a way. He was older, and to me, that's a blessing. If you can wait to our age before all this stuff hits you, what's wrong with that? Hey. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're trying to live forever, and so far, you're doing a great job. Well, I told the kids years ago, uh, I was expecting to live to 100 and something, you know. But I'm kind of backing off. (laughs) So what's the new number?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure. Okay. (laughs) I need to talk to him about what the new number is. (laughs) I I guess there's that teach us to number our days thing, but I'm not sure that's exactly what he had in mind. I I, I I don't know. In my growing up years, uh,
2: I'll have to put this in there. Uh, We live next door to Dennis Burnett Corson. His, Did you ever meet his mama? I did, yes. Uh, Miss Hazel? Oh, yes. Oh, I can remember. I love to be around people who laugh and are happy. You know, that woman was happiest thing. Dennis does not do that at all. Oh, no. He's such a no. sour He's gener- such a throwback to yeah. another generation. <laughs> <laughs> but she laughed, and I can remember one of my first memories of hers when I was a kid. It was Halloween, and she came down mom's. And she was expecting one of her babies. I don't know which one. And she was standing in the doorway just laughing her head off. And from then on, I can remember. Th- that was the, I never saw her sad, you know. And I think that's how come she stayed out of the hospital for so many years. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, her, and I guess her and my mom have always been such big influences on me. Um uh,
1: spiritually you know we spend a lot of time in church saying be good don't do bad stuff and that's a yeah i mean we need messages about stay away from sin but i don't think it i don't think i realized for a while how important joy is in the christian faith and it's the joy of the lord is my strength nehemiah says and uh one of my favorite things is when i walk over to the fellowship hall and i see you and the ladies having the game day And, you know, <laughs> y'all are picking and playing and laughing and halfway throwing dominoes at each other. Yeah. But Christian people ought to be the people you want to be around. Um, in the fact that the world has the perception of Christians as fuddy duds, um, we've done something wrong. I know some of that's the devil's work, and I know some of that's the world twisting things. But um, when when we have given the world the opportunity to think that we're cranky, man, we have we have missed the boat because this is a joyful faith that we have.
2: Yes, yes. I, I don't know. And, and like I say, the older I get, the more I see that. That I can't say that 40, 50 years ago I necessarily felt that way. It grows. But I think it has grown since I've matured as a Christian. But I can't imagine how anybody who's a Christian can't be happy in anything because good land think of the stuff he does for us i mean he puts a roof over my head uh, it reminds me of the israelites when the lord tells them when they're going into canaan you know you're you're in a land that that all you got to do is walk into the house i've got your house i've got you food you know what's not to
1: like about this situation yeah. you're going to reap fields you just plant <sighs> yes. and live in houses you did not yes Everything we have is a gift from God. Yes. And, it, and if you
2: can go outside and this time of year look at the daffodils and look at the flowers blooming, man, you got, oh, you got instant God right there. I cannot imagine being unhappy in that situation. Yeah. So, and then, too, you got to realize the things you do and the things you say as a Christian— Any non Christian you meet really pays attention to that. You may not, that they may not act like they are, or they may not say they are, but they do. And so does your family, you know. And so the older I've got, I've tried to live my life more that if my grandsons or granddaughters, knew what I was doing or whatever, that would be a good influence on them.
1: So um, a sentence that sounds really funny in my head is, you are really serious about joy. I am. You know? I am. I just, why not be happy? What? Why, I don't understand why in the world people are not happy if they're Christians. But man, we live in a culture that is entirely about let's see who can get the maddest about, yeah. who can get offended. And I mean, that's that's true. Politically, left, right, middle, everybody's yeah. in a race to be, yeah. I heard it called outrage culture. Yeah. I think that makes the culture of joy stand out even more. Like, yeah. look what we have. Look, I'm not ticked off and strep. My heart rate's not 300 because I've been watching the news all morning because I know who's bigger than me. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's all you got to think of. Back in 2000, you know, when, um, when everybody was all worried about the computers were all going to go uh, crash in 2000. And the y 2 bug, you know, and everybody was saying the world was going to end December. And I kept thinking, there's not a Christian, surely, that believes that because you know that the Lord. I mean, you got to do is know what the Bible says. If you know what the Bible says, you ought to be able to live just fine without any problem. And when people get <laughs> when people talk to me, uh, I hear it every day just about how bad the world is right now. And, and I know this is a crazy thing for me to say, but I usually pop up and say, well, so far I haven't seen anybody setting your Christians on fire, put oil on them and put them on a lamppost and set them to fire. So far they haven't sent us into the arenas with the lions. So it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. I mean. I know that's a little bit flippant. No, but. But it's, it's that's what I think of. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's perspective. It's true. I joke that. at. Uh, I always thought it was a strange thing that Fred Hardeman, a Christian school, had the Lions as a mascot. I mean, traditionally, the Christians and the Lions were kind don't of like opposite well. teams. Yeah. So, I mean, ask Daniel about that, I guess. But I mean, what a perspective. <laughs> we have done the chicken little thing. The sky is falling. Oh, no, there's some people who are jacked up about their sexuality.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, so what? How is that affecting me and God? Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't mean to be quite that flippant. Yeah. Why are we getting so worked up? Why do you think we get so worked up, Peggy? What's because people don't people don't realize that we are
2: just moving through this crazy world. We don't live here. Our world. This is not our world. We're moving through. There's a song about that. Yeah, there is, isn't there? And we don't really need to get all wrapped up in this stuff. God to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that's. I guess that's why I hadn't got so wrapped up in the cancer thing. I know he's going to take care of it. I hadn't been real thrilled that I had, that I had it. I ain't going to say that. Uh, but he'll take care of it. And if he don't take care of it, he don't take care of it. Like, I won't be here long. You've got to compare yourself to a flower.
1: How long is the flower here? Depends on how hard the wind blows. <laughs> say if it's, it's in my house or your house, that may change yeah. the answer, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of hard uh I don't I don't do social media
2: because of that because it's too much what I call it's just too much hate on it and and you really can't put a statement uh, years ago uh, I put a statement on there and I got hit from all sides and I thought you know what this is a waste of my time I don't need this yeah so I I read an article that said if you have things in your life that do not build you up then what good are
1: they? I mean, Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, choppity chop. Yep. If your right eye offends you, pluck it out. So yep. um, honestly, if if I became the dictator of the world, which for one, blood would <laughs> blood would run the streets, blood would blow. <laughs> you know, It would probably be mine, but one way or another would flow. The two things I would do that I think would change mental health and spiritual health immediately and overnight, I would ban 24-hour cable news and I would ban social media. Um, yes,
2: I think, um, mm, I, I'm very, I've been very concerned about the, uh, political stuff, but then I think, you know, this may be the way the Lord wants it to happen. It may get to a point before he steps in and, you know, it's a weird situation right now. God was still God when Nero was burning Christians. That's right. Um, so. And he was still God when Hitler was killing millions of Jews, too. So nobody understood that one. Still don't. No, they don't. But, you know, uh, I remember one thing you said that has kind of stuck in my mind. I don't know how many times. We were in Wednesday morning class, which I learned more. I'm sorry than I ever do on any Sunday mornings anywhere because me too. And I you get more in-depth, yeah. you know. I remember you saying we were talking about something. Um, uh, god did this or god did that and you said you know the things god knows i can't remember how you put it this god thing in our world is so complicated so interwoven if we just look back later on and see it he is so interwoven in every little aspect of our life and people don't see it and they forget that they're spiritual they they think they're physical and that everything physical we need to be concerned about if we spent more time uh and i don't want to sound preachy if we spent more time holding the bible in our hands and flipping through that that as we do on our cell phones worrying about what so-and-so put on there about
1: so-and-so We'd be a whole lot better off. Oh, absolutely! And you'll probably have to cut that. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, even I'm grateful for the the technology and what I'm grateful it's that great it allows this to happen. Yeah, you know.
2: Well, technology is great.
1: Yeah, but the way it gets used.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think people when they're so when they're at a place where you can't see them and you might not be able to identify them ever, will say things, but you know. It's one of the things I told the ladies yesterday in the class. I try to be careful what comes out of my mouth because there's only one place it comes from. That's from, that's from your heart. That's what the Bible says, you know. And the overflow of the heart. It, it don't come from anywhere else, so you have to really be careful the things you say.
1: So a minute ago you talked about how uh, you feel like God has nudged you in your life. I like that word nudge a lot. Talk to me about that.
2: Oh my. Um uh, <laughs> one of the inst- one of the things is something that is just strange. The strangest things, things pop in my head sometimes. And I know it's a God thing. I I because usually when that happens, um later on I can look back and see that's what started this event. One time, uh, I was, mom was really sick, and uh, she was already in the nursing home, and uh, I, it was in the spring of the year, and I was out working in my flower garden, and I just got this idea that popped in my head, you need to put this stuff up and go to the uh, nursing home and spend time with your, with with mom, because she's not going to be here long, and I did. I put everything up. Went up there, and she—that was the spring. She passed that December. So, things like that. I feel like it's just a kind of a. Of course, people may think I'm nuts. Well, yes, a, a but god that's not the thing reason. nudging me. You know, I don't know. And then another, for instance, uh, when I went to the jail training thing. Different. I don't know. I just heard y'all talking about the jail, and and I thought that would really be something interesting, you know. Well, I had people in my family talk to me and said, You need, you, you can't go in there, people will kill you. And so, but anyway, I went on anyway. And uh, then after I got there, I learned all these things that I thought I'm never going back here again. They kind
1: of scare you in that direction. Yeah, it
2: really did. And then I got to, then I, and then another thing, uh, he nudged me again, he nudged me, uh, Carol and uh, PK were going, you know, they were going over there for this classes, and I thought, well, what's wrong with me just kind of riding along, and seeing what kind of deal this is, uh, so I went a few times, and I just loved it, I, I love it. I sent um, a text to Tom yesterday, I said, thank you so much for getting me into that, I said, it just puts me on a high when I leave there. I know that sounds crazy. I was so happy yesterday afternoon because I touched the life. I don't know if it'll ever do any good, but maybe, hopefully, something I said helped them, you know. Uh,
1: the jail teaching is one of,
2: amazing. of the things I get to do. And it's just, I can't even think about all the things, but so many times I've been doing things and i just get this little idea kind of pop in my head and the and the way it works is it's usually it's got to always be from him so or i'll or i'll get a uh, idea you need to call somebody and i'll call them and and later on i'll find out that they were just in really bad shape and all that or uh you need to send somebody a card it's just ideas that pop in at the weirdest moments And I call it, I just call it what I think it is. It's the Lord. He's not saying, hello, Peggy, how are you doing? But I think he's talking to me. I think he's sending the Spirit or whoever he deals with, and I think it's my little angel
1: uh, that he talks to me. Peggy, can we kind of direct here? Um, You and I grew up kind of similarly in the churches we were in. We didn't talk about this at all. No. Um, How did you get here? (laughs) Does that... That question makes sense because I'm right here with you and I look back in the rearview mirror and I see places where, you know, I wasn't smart enough to have come up with that idea. I feel like it came from God. Yeah. You know, I called a person because it came into my heart. And when I called, it was the exact right moment. And you realize this wasn't a Matthew thing. This was a God thing. Uh, But I grew up kind of being taught that that didn't happen. Maybe maybe I yeah. didn't say it. Yeah, it does not happen. Yeah. But Well, I did have
2: somebody tell me that that's not that's not right, and I thought I thought to myself, that's your opinion. And if I choose to think that the Lord's talking me like that, then that's who's that hurting?
1: Yeah. And I mean the the encouragement of scripture to test the spirits is still valid because sometimes the thing that pops in my heart is a thing I don't isn't always the right thing. I mean Yeah. There's occasionally the yeah. moment when what pops into your heart is, it would sure be nice to push them down a flight of stairs. You know, it's a it's a different kind of thing. And you know that's not a God thing. Uh, but the God things are usually pretty clear. Yeah,
2: it's just, it's strange. And and another, another instance was the, um, I haven't been over to the jail in a long time. There's just so many doctor's appointments. I couldn't seem to squeeze it in and... That don't sound like a very nice thing to say. Oh, it's reasonable. But uh, so I called Tom the other day. Now, when I was over to their house Monday night, I said, have you got any openings over there? And he said, well, i got, I think he said Tuesday, but it was kind of going to be scrunched in around lunchtime. And I said, well, he said, I got Wednesday. I said, okay. Well, when we all got in the into the room yesterday, the very first girl that came in after she sat down and she said, I am so glad you're here. I needed this today. Yeah. So the Lord put that. Now, I'm just telling you, I'm not saying this is biblical. This is what I believe. Yeah. The Lord put that in my head the other day. You need to find a time to go over there. And she was the one and she was very receptive. All They were all very receptive yesterday. So how do we learn to be more attuned to God nudges? pay attention I guess well I think sometimes that we nudge we nudge those out of the way and and say okay no I need to do this or I need to do that I can't stop and do that I need but now I have got to where if I get an idea like that or if I get a thought like that I stop and I do something about it right then because I just really feel like that's him. Saying, okay, this the, is this is what I got for you to do today. The immediacy of once yes. you realize it, act yeah. on it. Because if you don't, like if it's to send a card to somebody, if you don't, if you don't do it when you're thinking about it, then the devil gets it out of out of your head and out of your life maybe, and later on you may find out that that would have been the very time you needed to have sent that card, but you didn't. So... I can't think of anything any stronger than acting on and like I say, it, it hits me about at least once or twice a day, sometimes more than that. So I I just think, Hey, just
1: send me on down there, whatever you want me to do, just send me on. Well, I mean, what a biblical answer. Here I am, send me. Yeah. I mean what's that? Samuel's story? That's Samuel's story. Here I am, send me. No, that's Isaiah.
2: Yeah, I started saying that's stories? Isaiah. I think that's Isaiah. Speak your servant's listening. Yeah, yeah, speak your servant listens in Samuel.
1: See, I don't know why I teach the Bible classes around here. Peggy knows more Scripture than I do. She's forgotten (laughs) more Scripture than I've ever known.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the little girl yesterday, it was funny, the little girl yesterday, I always start the classes and ask them if there's anything special they need to talk about, you know. And uh, one of the little girls, and it was so funny because we're in Revelation, (laughs) one of the little girls at the back of the room said, I want to talk about the seals, the seven seals in Revelation. I said, well, good luck with that. <laughs> I said, you and I may have to have a private study because I'm not too sure. I said, I've not really got in-depth in Revelation enough to do uh, a lesson on the s- seals. and so
1: uh, I tell them I the, prefer the sea lions better than <laughs> the seals. and Usually they think I'm dumb enough. They just kind of <laughs> wander off and over somebody better. But... You know, there's there's a lot of stuff in scripture that is tough. Yeah, but there's so much that's so good. Uh, tell me tell me what you do in your life to um to fuel your soul, to refill. Uh, how do you take care of you? Read the Bible. That's what I do. Well, so what does it look like for you? Do you have a
2: plan? Do you No. I I have <laughs> I have pretty much and and this is a terrible thing to say too, I guess. I'm not a very organized person. Uh I just do things as they come along. I try to do it. Try to do my Bible studying in the mornings early, because uh, my mind's a little bit better and the sunlight's a little bit better. I'm not real good at reading, and I can't can't do any uh, major study without pens and and paper there because I jot down a million things. The only thing that irritates me is I go down so many rabbit holes then i forget what i was studying to start with because i've done got three pages away from there but um if you really read and study the bible then the things that happen in your life you got you got bible stuff up there and it's not really the other stuff that's happening not really getting through does that make sense
1: it's kind of like you're loading the system. It's almost yeah. like a vaccine for yeah. life.
2: Yeah. So, and I read other books. I'm not going to say I don't. But uh, my goal is to, uh, this lady years ago, when she told me she had read the Bible 35 times, I thought, oh, my word, that's that's nothing. 35. Anybody can read the Bible two or
1: three times a year if they make it a priority. Priorities, that word, though. Exactly. How was your, your spiritual life? How's your faith changed over your years?
2: Oh, goodness. I didn't used to have this kind. In fact, if I had lived my life when my children were younger and, and you know, as a young married person, I feel like my life now would be totally different because. I was more of a, I was more of a, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it, you know, and uh, that don't always, that pretty much don't ever work too well for you. And I don't know, I guess, when the kids got to be teenagers, I thought that, you know, well, that was another nudge. My mama told me one time, I had got to kind of skip in church once in a while, which was something we never did. You weren't, I don't care if you're a hundred years old if your mama's still alive, you ain't skipping church. that's right. And so uh, she talked to me about it one time, and my excuse was, uh, I remember telling her we were building a new house and I was helping Larry, you know, on Sundays, and she said, you need to be in church. you need to you need to think about the what you're showing to your children, about the way they need to live their life. Well, I went back to church. I was on at church on Sunday morning. So to me, that was a, a God nudge through my mama that put me back on the track. But after that, for some reason, it really stuck. Yeah. And what was different then? I don't know. I guess her saying, and for something about the, um, the uh, what do you call the role model, I guess you could say. For your children, I never was much of a role model earlier, you know, Uh, the role model for your children and the fact that they're going to look back and say, well, that was that my mother did this or my grandmother did this or my great grandmother. And one of the sweetest things I think I have ever heard anybody in my family say. And it stuck in my mind was years ago. uh, uh, One of my great grandchildren I guess they were doing like journals or something, and uh, Cheryl showed me where she had written that um, she she was going to use her grand her great grandmother as her I don't remember what it was her role model or what because it says she's always happy, and that absolutely made my day. I thought I am so glad I had a whole lot rather be remembered by a child or anybody. As being happy,
1: because why not? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've only known you for not even ten years, have we? No, I, probably not. I think I started coming a little around fifteen. Okay. I feel like I've known you longer than that, but it it hasn't been that long. No. And um, uh, so when you talk about being different in your younger years, I just I want to be honest. That's oh, hard for, wild. That's hard for me to imagine you being wild. Well, you know what? It, ha- it it um hm if
2: you knew the change in the person I, I don't believe it myself i really don't believe that i was uh uh there was a lot of kids a lot of children in our family there was 8 of us and we were all just wild as we could be except my baby sister uh My baby sister, Shirley, is one of the most perfect people that ever lived. Out of Mama's eight children, she had one good one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those aren't bad stats. Uh, But I don't know. I just grew up thinking, okay, I I had a horrible upbringing for the first few years of my life. I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to do everything I wanted to do or have everything I wanted to have. Very selfish. Very selfish. And I didn't see it. And now that I think back on it, it really hurts. It really breaks my heart. But that's what you can do about it. It's kind of like this cancer. not a thing you can do about it. Yeah.
1: Just but, maximize yeah. what's coming in the future.
2: And I hate maximize it. today. But it happened. And uh, there's nothing I can do about it now. But pray that the people that I really love, you know, the people that I really love and know, know I have changed, you know. And when you meet people from back in those years, you know, they might not. I don't know. They might think, well, that that's the meanest old woman ever has been. But I don't guess they count.
1: Yeah. Who cares what they think? That's is that terrible, terrible to say? Yeah. Uh, uh, you
2: can't have everything.
1: No, you, you really can't. No. Well, Peggy, is there a story you wish you'd gotten to tell or a question you wish I'd asked you today? A God moment we haven't talked about.
2: There is one that keeps jumping in my head, and if it keeps jumping in my head, I got a feeling I need to tell it. It may be a nudge. It's not about me, but it's somewhere that it's something I saw the Lord work in, and, and it was the most amazing thing. And I can't tell names because I haven't got this cleared. But years ago, I worked at Walnut Street Childcare. I met this girl here. And the reason she became friends with me was because she was dating one of my cousins. Well, we got to know each other really well. And uh, different things that she would tell me was that this cousin of mine wasn't a very nice guy. So uh, me and and my sister both worked there. And so we told her, you know, you need to get rid of this guy, find somebody else. And so. She got him to come to church, and she got him into counseling with her, and it looked like it might be going good for her. Then she meets this other guy who was totally perfect, and he just happened to come by the church one night when we were leaving from some kind of thing we were having, and she was talking to him, just standing beside the car talking to him. Well, led to a friendship uh he started coming to the church there she's she was coming she was actually coming here she started coming there some they wound up getting married he is perfect for her and i have never seen anything work so subtly yet so perfectly
1: for somebody you know i tell you what i love it at some point you need to get their permission Oh yeah well bring them on and let's do this show with them and tell that story with yeah them. it would be cool because they are two of the most precious people I believe I know
2: and I've known them I've known them both now for 15 years maybe how cool and it was just beautiful the way the Lord set it up and I thought hey it's not always I don't always see things work in my life any more than I do in other people's because you can look back and see man that's why that happened because she got rid of that other dude
1: <laughs> yeah wow well I have one more question for you you are a person of scripture so is there a word of scripture that's on your heart or mind that just is bubbling out ready to spill out a favorite passage
2: I can never think of
1: exactly
2: it's in Proverbs the 16th chapter I love this and it, and it's all about uh, if the if the things you have planned pleases the Lord. He will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Is that not the coolest thing?
1: What a thought. That is cool. What a thought. If your plans please the Lord. Yeah. You get make plans. any path work. Yeah. Any path. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Peggy, thank you so much for sharing some of your God nudges, some of your backstory with us today. If if Paul Harvey were here, maybe he'd tell us now it's the rest of the story. Yeah, it's the rest. Of the I think you've got some good chapters left to write, uh, and I look forward to seeing what God has in store. Uh, friends, thank you so much for listening to the show today. And if you enjoyed our time together, I do hope that you'll share this with a friend. I hope that you'll leave a review so maybe somebody else can find this show. Uh, this show is available free wherever you can find your podcasts. And until next time, I can't wait to hear how God nudges you.
0: Thanks for listening to Rough Drafts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review. Until next time, let's keep looking for how God writes His love into our stories.